Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. She's my everything. I need her back. Her name is Diana Duvet. This is a photo of 26-year-old Diana Duvet of Vero Beach. I don't know where she is. Police describe her as 5'3", 120 pounds, brown hair. And I'm and looking for her, but I don't know. She was last seen leaving the Wada Tavern restaurant around 1 a.m. Friday morning with a man they say is her boyfriend, 32-year-old Michael David Jones. Neither has been heard from since. I contact Lieutenant Harrelson and say, I'm going to need help with this case because there's much more of this than just a missing persons case. We're in a million different directions trying to find her and him. His phone has been turned off. Her phone is now turned off. Diana was out with some friends. They described her as enjoying herself, but she was texting a lot. They just felt like it was a little out of the ordinary. She left her friends and then went and met up with Mike Jones at another establishment. It's called What a Tavern. They appeared to be having a good time, as in having quite a few drinks. At one point, it appeared as though she was crying uh, and uh, visibly upset, but then kind of not. And when they were leaving, the bar staff said, are you guys OK to get home? Mike said, I'm going to drive her home. Don't worry about it. What time was that? It was around 1.30 AM. I didn't wait for her that night. When I got up in the morning, there is text message there. Mom, I'm not coming home tonight. I texted her, Diana, where you at? Call me, I went to work. Around 11.30, it just kind of shock went through me that, wait a second, she didn't call me. 
She was 26 years old and she would call me every day. It set me off immediately. I was trying to tell everybody who would listen, if she's not calling me, it's because she can't. And then we began to learn about Michael Jones. What we learned was he told many of his workmates, I'm not feeling that well, I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days, I've got some things I gotta take care of. I thought that they were out of town for a wedding. I first met Mike Jones at a networking luncheon. He was a charming guy. Mike and I dated, I wanna say like two to four months. He seemed pretty put together, he was smart, he was really funny. Mike told me that he was a trust attorney for PNC Wealth Management. He handled a lot of multi-million dollar accounts. A lot of people trusted him with a lot of money. Mike was very elaborate. His stories were big, celebrities involved, always knowing people everywhere we went. Mike told me that his sister was dating Jason Aldean and that he was adopted by Ronald Reagan's son. I think that he probably had stories about who he was, depending on who he was talking to. Who he really is, to this day, I'm not sure we know. Just come home, everybody love you, everybody misses you terribly. All I cared about, find her. Where is my daughter? Where is Diana? A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. We've interviewed all of these people. We've run down all the leads that we had. We're in a million different directions. On Saturday, June 21st, 2014, Lieutenant Matt Harrelson and Sergeant Brad Metz with the Vero Beach Police Department were not having much luck trying to find out what could have happened to Diana Duvet and Mike Jones. Investigators went to Jones's apartment, but no one was answering the door. We did get a search warrant that day to get into Michael Jones' apartment and try to collect uh, physical evidence or find Diana and hopefully it'd be, you know, next to nothing. When the investigators returned with a warrant, they were surprised to discover Lena and Bill Andrews, Diana's mother and stepfather, sitting outside in their car. Is that unusual? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Lena is sitting at the house hoping for a sighting of her daughter. She's just beside herself. You know, she's crying, she's upset. She wants to go physically kick the door in. Before investigators went inside, they interviewed Lena. She told them that the last communication she had from her daughter was that text Diana sent in the early hours the previous day. She texted me at 1.45 a.m. I won't be home. It was in Russian, the language they spoke with each other. So Lena believed it had to be from her daughter. As the hours passed on Friday, with no sign of Diana, she grew increasingly desperate. You called Michael Jones? I did call Michael Jones, yes. He was like, oh, don't worry, she's with me. Everything's okay. Oh, he said that? Yes. So I was like, oh my God, Mike, you guys killing me. I'm, I'm worried sick. I need to talk to her. I want to hear her voice. I told him, give her a phone. All of a sudden, oh, she's sleeping. Well, wake her up because I have to talk to her. All of a sudden, another excuse. She's at my place, but not there right now. I told him, you go home, you wake her up, call me back in 30 minutes. But Jones never called Lena back and she never heard from him again. She was my world. Diana was born in Moldova, a small country in Eastern Europe. Diana immigrated to America when she was 13 to join her mother, Lena, who had married Bill, an American. A girl that didn't speak English at all. Within two months, she was in a regular school class. In a few years, you couldn't even guess that she's not American. In 2011, Diana received her nursing degree. At the time she disappeared, Diana worked with cancer patients at the Sebastian River Medical Center. She really, really cared about her patients, about patients' families. She's highly intelligent, always motivated. 
Chelsea DeMaio was Diana's best friend and former roommate. She's very easygoing, just fun to be around. In the summer of 2013, Chelsea says Diana met Jones at a bar in Vero Beach. Did she seem smitten from the start? No. No? No. She never had an initial, oh, wow, Mike Jones. It seemed more like he definitely had his sights set on her. And she kind of eventually came around. Lena and Bill say they didn't know much about Jones, except that he worked for PNC Bank in wealth management and had gone to law school. He was extremely polite, nice dressed, well-spoken. Seemed like the ideal boyfriend. And after just a couple of months of dating, Diana moved into Jones's apartment. She seemed happy, so we were okay with it. Chelsea says Diana and Jones quickly became inseparable. You would never see her without him, and she had never done that in relationships before. Over time, Chelsea says she became concerned. There was a time where we were getting lunch. I remember she wanted to go somewhere where Mike wasn't going to see her or run into her or see her car. It was almost as if she would have been in trouble getting lunch with me. Chelsea says before she could sit down and have a serious talk with her friend, Diana and Jones had a domestic dispute that would officially end their relationship. It was April 30th, 2014, just two months before Diana would disappear. Yeah, hey, bitch, please. Yeah, hey, I think I got a domestic for you, um, the next door neighbor and his girlfriend, so I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. Mike Jones's neighbor made this 911 call. It's been going on for about an hour. Just been yelling and screaming, or? Yeah, it just sounds like he's trying to dominate the crap out of her. So it's just been verbal, right? Verbal. I can't hear any slaps or anything, but I'll tell you, it's not good. Officers responded, knocked on the door, made contact with, with both Diana and Mike Jones. According to the police incident report, Jones told them that the noise was from rough sex. Diana told police everything was fine, but she asked them to wait for her as she grabbed her things and left. She called me in tears, leaving his apartment. I told her to just come straight to where I was, and she did, and she was still in her pajamas, hysterical. Had you ever seen her like that before? That upset? Never. Never. She was explaining that he was screaming at her, that it had been going on for what felt like hours, and he just wasn't letting up. And if he finally got to the point where he had put his hands around her neck and started strangling her, I could clearly see that there were marks on her neck. So Chelsea says she took these photos, which show what appears to be hand marks on Diana's neck. I need to document this. I need to protect her. But despite Chelsea's efforts to get her to make a formal report, Diana chose not to press charges. She just wanted to move her things out and remove herself from the situation, and that's what we did. Diana moved back in with her parents and did not tell them that Jones had tried to strangle her. I think she was just trying to protect me so I wouldn't worry, and she thought that um, she handled it in her mind. It was over. But Lena says Jones continued to pursue Diana. She would tell me, he texted me, 
Looks like he doesn't understand that I broke up with him. Now with a search warrant, almost 48 hours after Diana was last seen with Mike Jones, investigators entered his apartment. You can see the sheer fear and, and panic in Lena's eyes. I said, Lena, I promise you, I'm gonna get your daughter back for you one way or another. I vividly remember that I was walking back and forth in the front of this apartment. Neighbors, people that I don't know, all coming out. This girl just came and hugged me and said, oh, everything gonna be okay. And I looked at her and said, no, it won't. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Get up to 30% off well-crafted and personalized gifts from participating shops until May 12th. This year, embrace your creative side. You know, the side your mom gave you? And shop Etsy for custom jewelry, style pieces, home decor, and extra special items she'll adore. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. We want to find Diana. We want to reunite her with her parents. We want to make sure she's okay. As detectives searched Mike Jones's apartment, they were hopeful they would find Diana Duvet, but they were met with disappointment. We didn't find a lot. We didn't find any belongings that we felt were Diana's. We didn't find any sign of her. But they were not discouraged. Sergeant Metz was motivated by that promise he made to Diana's mother, Lena, that he would find her daughter. What really drove me to keep pushing forward was a mother begging you, please find my daughter for me. They knew that in order to find Diana, they needed to find Mike Jones. Investigators grew concerned when they learned that about 12 hours after Jones was last seen with Diana at the Weta Tavern bar, he was captured on surveillance footage visiting a PNC bank in Vero Beach. When he went to the PNC bank, he withdrew $2,500 in cash and then told many of his workmates, he said, you know, I'm not feeling that well. I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. I've got some things i got to take care of. Investigators grew even more alarmed when they learned that Jones had a criminal record. Prior to moving to Vero Beach, he had been charged with aggravated stalking for threatening to kill an ex-girlfriend near Fort Lauderdale in 2012. 911, what does your merchant say? This is the 911 call from that incident. My ex-boyfriend just called me and told me that he has packed his gun and then as soon as I walk outside, the gunshot will go off in my head. What happened? My ex-boyfriend threatened to kill himself tonight. And then when I told him that we were not getting back together, he told me he would kill me. I'm very afraid. I've seen him angry before. 
He pleaded no contest, and as part of a plea deal, Jones was given five years probation in lieu of jail time. He was required to stay in the Vero Beach area and could be arrested if he left without getting permission from his probation officer. I spoke to the probation officer who, who told us if we come in contact with him, that's probable cause. We can't arrest him for a probation violation at, at minimum at that point. All of a sudden, we found out that he's convicted felon, that he's on probation. Lena says she and Bill were blindsided by the news. It's something that was extremely unexpected. Nobody knew about it. Investigators continued to work the case, but were running out of leads. So they turned their attention to analyzing cell phone tower pings from Diana and Jones's phones. We had to kind of like overlay two separate maps to be able to see where she may have been and where he was prior. I was getting pretty tired and something told me, just give it a couple more minutes. And this is why I would say that divine intervention was definitely at play here. Within a few minutes, I found something that was really odd. Sergeant Metz noticed there was only one ping from Jones's phone off a cell tower located in the Fort Pierce area, approximately 25 minutes from Vero Beach. So Metz had dispatched alert local authorities there to be on the lookout for Jones's gold Honda and Diana's black Nissan. I'm on my way home, get in bed, and then my phone rings. Fort Pierce PD had located Mike Jones' car. Jones's gold Honda was located in the parking lot of a Hampton Inn. Hotel surveillance footage showed that Jones had checked into the hotel almost 24 hours after Diana went missing. He appeared to be alone. According to the front desk staff, Jones paid in cash for two nights and instructed them not to tell anyone he was there and not to transfer any calls to his room. You don't know what you're going to find when you get in that room. You know, your heart's racing. You've been going for two days straight, and now you're, you're this close from getting who you believe is a possible suspect and also hopefully finding Diana. Around 11.30 p.m., using a key card given to them by the front desk, Metz and Harrelson entered Jones's hotel room. He seemed surprised. He was surprised to see us, absolutely. He was sitting on one of the double beds with like a V-neck T-shirt on and some shorts and smoking a cigarette, and he was talking on a phone, on a cell phone. It was a burner phone, a phone that is difficult for police to trace. All right, Mike, um, you have a pretty good reason why we're here, I'm sure. This is audio of Sergeant Metz speaking to Jones in his hotel room. I'll tell you unequivocally, I don't know where she is. Don't have the slightest clue. I'm trying to find you. Why won't he just give me the information I'm looking for? Your girlfriend's missing. This is somebody that you professed that you loved and professed that you cared about. You should be helping law enforcement try to find her. I said, if you're not willing to give us any information, I said, you're going to jail right now for the violation of probation. Metz and Harrelson were relieved to place Jones behind bars, but they still had no idea where Diana was or her car. You go from very high because you found him and you're bursting in the room to like, here we are back again. Investigators decided to trace the purchase of that burner phone Jones had been using and learned that he bought it at a Walmart located about an hour north from the Hampton Inn. 
When they pulled their surveillance footage from the Walmart, they made a startling discovery. It's a little grainy, but it appeared to be Diana's car. In this surveillance footage, from the morning after Diana went missing, her Nissan entered the Walmart parking lot, parked. Then you see what appeared to be Mike Jones wearing a red baseball hat, walk into the store, buy the burner phone, and then walk out. There was no sign of Diana. But despite buying the burner phone, Jones occasionally still turned on his primary phone. He would turn it on and then use it for something and then turn it back off. Let me go through these pings one last time. I said, maybe I'm missing something here. I found one. I mean, maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle twice. So Metz and Harrelson analyzed Mike Jones's primary cell phone pings one more time, looking for any pings in and around the area of the Walmart. He and I are kind of looking at it together. I'm like, well, this one's strange. And he goes, well, what do you mean? I said, like, well, what's he doing up in Melbourne? It appeared that Jones had picked up a call in the Melbourne area, almost one hour north of Vero Beach. So local police were alerted and asked to search that area for Diana's car. And just 30 minutes later, detectives received a call they had been desperately waiting for. They had found her vehicle. Three days after Diana had gone missing, her car was located in a Publix parking lot in Melbourne, Florida. We jump in the car, we're rocking and rolling. And there she was. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're on the ragged edge. You know, we, we haven't slept, you know, cause you're just, you're moving. It was around 4.30 a.m. when investigators arrived at a Publix parking lot where Diana Duvet's black Nissan had been discovered. Lieutenant Harrelson feared they would find her body here. And I told Brad, I said, she's in the trunk. I said, I don't know. I said, it's just so cliche. It's something like out of a movie. It didn't, didn't make much sense to me. But when they opened the trunk, Lieutenant Harrelson's premonition turned out to be true. There are certain things in this job that you can't unsee, you can't unlive. You'll never forget. No. 
I remember putting my hands on my knees and kind of just putting my head down. It was not the way I wanted to find her. And I opened the door, and here's chief police in complete uniform. The saddest thing in my life was seeing him come out the driveway. And he told me they found her. They found her. To lose her like this, it's indescribable. As painful as it was, this was no longer a missing persons case, but a homicide. An autopsy would later reveal Diana had suffered blunt force trauma to the head and had been strangled to death. Investigators believed they had a strong case connecting Jones to the parking lot where Diana was found. But something was gnawing at them. How did Mike Jones leave the area without a car? So we just started cold calling some of these taxi agencies. And I said, hey, did you get a fare for Vero in the last couple of days? And man, we hit one. And I was like, wow, you know, like that's just like, that doesn't happen every day. So we got lucky on that one. Around 8 a.m., after Jones dropped off Diana's car, a man called for a taxi down the street. I showed up, and there was a guy outside with a red hoodie on, and um, he got in the passenger side of the vehicle. During the hour-long ride, they briefly chatted. I asked him questions like, like, what brought you down here? And he said, oh, well, I, I came here with a friend of mine. You know, um, and so then I asked him, I said, um, how come you didn't get a ride back with your friend to Vero Beach? And he said, well, they got into an argument and she's very pissed with him. The former cab driver who asked us not to use his name says that he dropped the man off across the street from this apartment in Vero Beach. It was Mike Jones's apartment. The kicker was he was able to pick him out of a lineup too, which really helped our case. And just two days after they found Diana's body, they had enough evidence to officially charge Mike Jones with her murder. He would plead not guilty. He didn't show any emotion. He didn't ask any more questions. He just sat there. You there, Mike? Yeah, I, I request my right to counsel. Fair enough. The right to remain silent. Okay, okay. we have no more, nothing else to say to you. Assistant State Attorney Brian Workman was assigned to prosecute the case, along with State Attorney Thomas Bacadal. As they started digging, they soon learned that Mike Jones was no ordinary suspect. He doesn't fit the mold of your, your average violent murderer. Jones was well-educated, with a master's and law degree, and he was a respected member of the Vero Beach community. It was shocking. Um, that Mike would, um, would have done this, I think it blew everybody's mind. Stuart Pierce was friends with Jones. Mike Jones was uh, a guy that you wanted to be uh, friends with. He was clean cut, real nice guy. He first met him at a networking luncheon shortly after Jones had moved to Vero Beach in the summer of 2013. We saw him everywhere that there was to be seen. Cufflinks and a well-starched shirt. Jones was often seen at local charity events. Here is a guy who was able to work his way into the community here. I mean, he was doing charitable activities. He actually showed up and walked for the very same domestic violence organization that I'm a board member for. 
Jones was also active in the bar scene and had made many friends in a short period of time. Investigators interviewed some of them on audio tape. I would say that he was ambitious. I could trust him with things that I would trust my family with. Michael was a genius, one of the smartest people I'd ever you know, dealt with. And when it came to work, Jones thrived at his job in wealth management at PNC Bank. He brought people in who had a lot of money and uh, he had performance reviews, emails that went back and forth between PNC personnel, raving about his job performance and how great he was doing there. In his last performance review from four months before Diana was murdered, his boss wrote, Michael has shown that he has strong ethics and leadership qualities. He is a big asset for PNC. This guy's a master manipulator. This guy was running multi-million dollar counts for a bank as a convicted felon. So he was able to con a bank. We reached out to PNC Bank to ask if they knew Jones had a record and was on probation for stalking that woman near Fort Lauderdale in 2012. They declined to comment. His friends, however, had no idea. But what they did know about Jones's past is there were a lot of stories. I remember the stories like every time there was a zinger. Ellie Sexton dated Jones shortly before he started dating Diana. Mike told me that his sister was dating Jason Aldean, and he told me that he was adopted by Ronald Reagan's son. Mike drove a gold Honda Accord that was probably 10 years old, but he told me that he had a penthouse in Fort Lauderdale, that he had a Porsche, that he just didn't want to damage. Well, Mike Jones told me that he was adopted and that he played some minor league baseball. But one time hanging out on the beach and uh, seeing him throw a football um, made me think that he'd probably never played minor league baseball. Nothing in his life was the truth. Who he really is, to this day, I'm not sure we know. Prosecutors were certain of one thing, that Mike Jones was a murderer. And now, as they prepare to go to trial, they learn that Diana was one of Mike Jones's many victims. The only difference is, the others got away. My family has all said, you know, you skipped death. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
say a woman's name with whom he had a relationship, and there is abuse. As prosecutors continued to unearth more details about Mike Jones, they say there was a clear pattern in how he treated his ex-girlfriends. He's Prince Charming, in the door, right? But then slowly he'll begin telling them what to wear, what friends to hang out with. He's calling incessantly. He's showing up at restaurants. He's reading her phone. A couple of the women that we talked to, he would hold them in place for long periods of time. He was very controlling. Ellie Sexton only dated Mike Jones for a few months, but says she witnessed his violent temper. Mike never got physical, but there were a few times that he just had some jealousy behaviors. I do remember him screaming in my face one time and getting really close to me and feeling fear. And investigators also learned that Mike Jones's stories about his past were flat out lies. He's a pathological liar. In a personal essay he wrote for college admission, Jones claimed that he was born into poverty to uneducated and abusive parents. He wrote that he was placed with several foster families and eventually was adopted. What is the truth about his upbringing? What do you think? He was spoiled rotten. His, his parents bought him motorcycles. They put him in private school. And it wasn't until his parents told him that they weren't going to pay for any more education, meaning law school, that was the point where he broke it off with them, manipulating, uh, trying to get what he wanted. We reached out to Jones's family, but we never heard back from them. And the manipulation continued while Jones attended a graduate law program at the University of Miami. According to an email to his fellow students in 2010, Jones claimed that he was battling prostate, pancreas, and stomach cancer, and other alleged medical conditions that prohibited him from often attending classes. We have no record of any type of uh, cancer diagnosis in his background or anything like that. But despite Mike Jones's dark past of lies and abusing other women, prosecutors could only tell a jury about his abuse of Diana and her murder. You should be convicting somebody for the crime that they committed, not based upon what they've done in the past. And when it was time to go to trial, they had to make an important decision, whether to go for the death penalty. Well, that was a tough one. And we sat down with Lena and we said, listen, when we take this step, it's a whole different process. He explained that the proceedings could drag on for years. And even if one juror did not believe Jones deserved the death penalty, he would be given a life sentence instead. I wanted the death penalty, absolutely. He lost his right to live when he killed her, when he killed Diana. Brian and I agreed with them and thought that this is the, the route we need to take. In October of 2019, Mike Jones's trial finally began in Vero Beach. During opening remarks, prosecutors told the jury that Mike Jones abused Diana mentally and physically during their short six-month on and off again relationship. She would talk about her feelings and the things that he had done and how he would be demeaning, and, and he would flip it. 
He would flip the scripts and start blaming her and accusing her and suggesting that it's her fault. What he was doing was gaslighting her. To back up their claims of physical abuse, prosecutors called Diana's friend Chelsea DeMaio and showed the jury the photos she took after that domestic incident when Jones allegedly strangled Diana. I could clearly see that there were marks on her neck. As disturbing as that was, Bacadol explained that after that domestic incident, Diana had secretly started seeing Jones on and off again. This is what happens in domestic violence. People want to know, why would she go back? And it's because of the control. And he had total control over her. Prosecutors said no one knows what they talked about in the early hours of Friday, June 20th, 2014, when they left the bar together and went to Jones's apartment. Now, they had been drinking that evening, and of course, that has an impact on your judgment. But Bacadal thinks Diana was trying to end the relationship for good. She was telling him that night it's over. I have no doubt in my mind that this was the end of this relationship. In fact, according to Lena, Diana had upcoming plans to go out west to visit a friend. And when he got wind of that, that was it. Prosecutors said they believe Jones lost his temper, and that's when he beat and strangled her. He had beaten her so badly that he knew at that point in time he could not let her go. He knew that if she were to leave the house that night and been covered in bruises, a jig was up for this guy, and he couldn't allow that to happen. And so he resorted ultimately to murder. The state admitted they didn't know exactly what time the murder took place, but said blood evidence showed that Jones placed Diana's body in the trunk of her car while it was parked in his garage. Next to the threshold where the garage door comes down, where the concrete meets it, we found like two very small droplets of blood. Whose were they? Diana's. When it was the defense's turn to lay out their case, they told the jurors that in fact, no one really knew exactly what happened after Jones and Diana left the bar on June 20th. They raised the possibility that Diana's death could have been an accident. Jones's defense team declined our request for an interview. They tried to act like that, you know, he was an upstanding citizen in our community. You know, he had a solid job. Why would he do this to her? It was almost insulting sometimes to, for them to even try to act like he wasn't the monster that we knew him to be. After seven days of testimony, the case went to the jury. The prosecutors felt confident. I expected a guilty verdict, but I didn't expect it to happen as quickly as it did. How quickly did it come back? Uh, Like 45 minutes. That says something. That says a lot. That says that somebody finally saw through Michael Jones's But they knew there were many challenges ahead. Now the jury would have to decide whether Mike Jones would live or die. What did you tell Lena right after the trial? I remember hugging her. I specifically remember telling her, now the heavy lifting comes. Be ready. What do you think is the most outlandish lie that Mike Jones told? Go inside the investigation at 48hours.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. She had so much good in her heart. And he knew that. Nearly a month after the verdict, the same jury that convicted Mike Jones of first-degree murder would now decide whether he would live or die. The penalty phase is everything about the defendant. Prosecutor Bacadal warned Lena that the sentencing hearing would be difficult to sit through. The poor defendant. All of the issues faced by the defendant throughout his life to the absolute and utter exclusion of of her daughter. The defense called medical experts who testified Jones had received multiple blows to his head, possibly from doing motocross as a teen, and he suffered brain damage. One expert testified that Jones's frontal lobe, which regulates decision-making and impulse control, had been damaged and caused a significant cognitive defect. They wanted the jury to believe that he had this major or minor cognitive deficit. The problem is, in order to have that particular deficit, you can't do things like balance a checkbook, pay rent. And here's a guy who went to law school and managed multi-million dollar accounts. When it was time for her victim impact statement, Lena surprised everyone and confronted Jones face to face. How can you do that? with your bare hands to the person that you supposedly love? How how can anybody do that? How? She brought Diana to life in that courtroom. And if we were going to get the death penalty, it was gonna be on the back of that testimony. It was just a mother's love for her child. It was big. Throughout the entire trial, Jones showed no emotion. He absolutely had zero remorse. Absolutely zero. Even as his sentence was about to be read. His attorneys, they had their their faces in their hands, they were leaning on the tables, and he just sat there like a statue. Mike Jones received a life sentence, much to the prosecutor's disappointment. For me, it was devastating because we didn't finish the job that uh, we had promised Lena and the family. I realized at that moment, if I can't get death in this case, what case? Do you remember how many for, how many against? Yeah, I remember. I'll never forget. It was 11-1. The defense was playing for one holdout the entire time. That's all they need. We needed to be perfect. He's still going to die in jail. 
one way or another. And he's never going to hurt another girl again. At the end of the day, my daughter, Diana, she's not coming home. She's not. And he's still alive. Graduation day. She was happy. All her adult life started. It was a good day. Lena wants people to remember and learn from her daughter's story. If this has happened to Diana, it's going to happen to anybody. If you feel something is not right, listen to yourself because something is not right. Today, after all these years, Diana's bedroom looks exactly the way she left it. It's one of the older pictures of Diana when she was a baby in Moldova. She really didn't want to take this picture. She was a little bit grumpy here. I'm thinking about Diana the minute I wake up. She's the last thing I'm thinking about when I fall asleep every single day. And this is forever. That's how it's going to be. Convicted of murder. This man has spent 28 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. And no judge has given me a chance to be heard. A surprising twist. How prosecutors finally won his freedom. Follow and listen to the 48 Hours Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to the 48 Hours Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.